Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Parker Here. I am your host, Parker Here. My name is Parker Haney. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's been uh, about a week and a half since I last recorded. Um, things just kind of got crazy, getting settled with summer, school ending, you know, whatever. Trying to get into a rhythm of recording and releasing episodes. Um, oh, man. What is, what is happening to the NBA playoffs? I've been thinking about this so much. I knew that I wanted it to be my open, um, and I've been trying to piece together all of these different thoughts. Like, I don't know if there is a good explanation other than, you know, sometimes things just are the way that they are, and that's kind of annoying, and it's not <laughs> it's not really good podcasting, I guess. But these blowouts have just been in, have just been incredible. And I, I don't want to blame the fatigue because these are young guys and they've been able to do it. I understand that the conference finals, they're going every other day. Guess what? That's what the NHL does as well. For their whole playoffs, they go every other day. Regardless of where they're flying to, what cities they're switching to, they play every other day. And, you know, those games are still competitive. They can still have good games. I, I just I have some stats for you. They've been insane. All right, the margin of victory for the last 17 playoff games, okay, 17 playoff games, 20, 9, 6, 9, 25, 25, 11, 33, 28, 13, 14, 27, 9, 3, 39, 30, 35. The average margin of victory has been 19.8 points. And the, the... This is the craziest thing. There's been a total of seven clutch time minutes. So the clutch is within the final four to five minutes of a game when the score is within five points. That's considered a clutch minute. Or that's considered quote-unquote clutch time, how they describe it. There have been been seven clutch minutes in the last 17 playoff games. I'm recording this May 26th. It's roughly 1 p.m., so I haven't seen um, Warriors-Mavs Game 5 yet. And Boston played last night um, and beat the Heat by 18, I think. But that game was actually close. But before Game 5 of of Boston-Miami, before Game 5, in the first four games of the series, it was tied at 2-2, all right? So it seems like a pretty evenly matched series, tied at 2-2. There had only been four lead changes in the first four games combined. Only four lead changes. And the series was tied 2-2. It just... It's all just been so random. It just hasn't really made any sense, which is why I, you know, I I don't know if there needs to be a reason for it, I guess, if that makes sense. Sometimes they just are the way they are. I'm going to try and put a reason to it because it's a podcast, but, you know, maybe some teams just don't have it one night and another team does, and it keeps happening to teams on opposite nights, and this is why we have blowout after blowout. And the crazy thing is that it's not just one team blowing out everybody else. It's everybody having different back-and-forth games. Like I was saying with that Miami-Boston series, Miami blows them out game one, Boston blows them out game two, and then back and forth and back and forth. Like, 
it just has been so random, so random. It's been hard to get a grasp on. And obviously, you want to you want to say, well, the Warriors are up three one. We're up three zero on the Mavericks, and those games were decent. Um, but it kind of felt like the Warriors were always in control, um, except for the one game they came back. But even they were down fifty five points to Memphis. Like, is that what you think a future champion is going to be like? Losing by or down by fifty five points at one time, eventually losing by almost forty. You know what I mean? Like, nobody has really looked like they're superior. And I, I'm a big. <laughs> I know that. People will feel however they're going to feel about this. If you don't like LeBron, you're not going to like it. If you like LeBron, you'll probably agree with it, and that's just the way it is. But I don't know if this happens if LeBron is in the playoffs. I just don't think that he's okay losing by 40 in the playoffs. And I know that he takes breaks during the regular season, but so does everybody else. So does everybody else in the league nowadays. But LeBron always knew that he had to turn it on for the playoffs, and he always did. I don't think he would let his team lose by be down by 55 points. I'm not saying he never did or that he never would. I'm just saying I don't think what is happening in this year's playoffs, 2022, would be happening if LeBron was in the playoffs. So, yeah, I don't I don't really know. The, the one reason I've been able to come back to, it's not exhaustion. It's not fatigue for these players. They need to be able to play what they're supposed to play. I think it might just be, and this is going to sound silly because they, I can, you can, I mean, if you're watching the games, you know that they're playing hard. You can tell, but I almost feel like it's a little bit of a lack of care about, about winning a series in four or five, in four or five games. I think that teams would almost rather it kind of go on and, you know, we'll mail it in for game three, game four. Let the other team get a win, and it, it, you can go back to one team being desperate. The other team has a lead, so they don't feel like they need to protect it. Like, And I get both of those things, but that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, After the first two games, Golden State was up 2-0, and then Dallas was favored in game three on the Vegas lines. Why would Dallas be favored in game three when they're down 2-0? It's, all, it's like everybody expects the Warriors to kind of mail it in and Dallas is going to win one because that's just the way it goes. Dallas tries harder. They have more to play for. Why do they have more to play for? The Warriors need to win four games. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't – again, I don't know if there's any proof to any of this, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but that's the only thing I could think of is that, like, the players nowadays are, for lack of a better term, mentally weak, right? You always go back to that Kobe quote of – of oh I'm gonna butcher it I apologize I don't I don't remember when it was I want to say it was after he won the Western Conference Finals, um one one of those years on his way to a championship, and somebody asked him you know why aren't you smiling in his post game press conference you're not smiling and all he said was the job's not done, right I I just don't know if that mentality is is rampant in the league anymore, the one player I would say it 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 is with is Giannis, because you can go back and look and he. <laughs> There wasn't a single game where he mailed it in that entire Boston series. Chris Middleton just got injured, and and I Boston was a better team without Chris Middleton on the floor. But I don't know, I, and I don't want to be harping on these guys. I, I don't ever really like being negative, which I should probably change that going into the media. But I just I don't see any other reason for the games to be going like this, to be flip flopping like this, other than a lack of care. 
because they we have seven games to win four games. We don't need to win four in a row. You should. You should want to win four in a row. Like, I don't know. And maybe the, you know, maybe the league is just so diverse now and there's so much talent everywhere that this is just how it's going to be. You know, sometimes Duncan Robinson or Max Struess is going to come out and have 28 points and then Miami's going to win by 30 and you just weren't accounting for Duncan Robinson making eight threes. You know, like maybe that's just the way it's going to be, but I don't know. It's been, it's been a weird playoff. I'm just going to do a little bit of update. I don't know if all of you guys are locked in, so um, just going to run through it. Phoenix beat Dallas, or I mean, excuse me, whoops. Dallas beat Phoenix <laughs> uh, in in seven games, which was, I mean, that's the biggest upset of the playoffs. It's the biggest upset in a long time, really. Um, nobody saw that one coming. They blew them out in game seven, which I think was probably the most surprising thing is that the Suns didn't even show up to play. And then Golden State beat Memphis in six games. Uh, and now Golden State leads that series 3-1. Again, by the time you guys hear this, that will probably be different. Golden State may have won that series, or Dallas may have made it 3-2. But Golden State was up 3-0, and no team has ever come back from down 3-0. We can assume uh, that Golden State will advance. The odds are in their favor. Miami beat Philly in six games. Boston beat Milwaukee in seven games. Um, and Boston leads that series 3-2. They played last night, and Boston just just looked like they had too much. Tyler Hero's been out the last two games with a groin injury. Jimmy Butler hasn't looked the same since game one. Uh, partial Part of that is credit to Boston. I guess part of that is getting Al Horford and Marcus Smart back, who were out for game one of that series. Um, and those are two great defensive players that, that can slow down Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler – Missed the second half of, of game four, and it was kind of just weird. You know, you just didn't really know what was going on with him. Miami just doesn't necessarily look healthy. Boston kind of looks like the better team. More talent, more superstar, I guess, players. I don't know if you want to call it that, but that's kind of what it's felt like. Boston, my bet is they win that game in six. They're going back to Boston for game six, and it kind of feels like they're going to end it at TD Garden. Which would leave us with the Golden State versus Boston finals, um, and I would be totally okay with that. I think it would be really fun. Um, I, also, I want to go on a little bit of a Golden State rant here. They've out-rebounded Dallas in every single game, and Golden State loves to go small. Golden State is killing the Mavericks in points in the paint, and it and it's just not exactly what you would expect. You don't expect this Warriors team to out-rebound you and outscore you in the paint because it's Steph Curry, it's Klay Thompson, it's Jordan Poole, it's Draymond Green facilitating for them to shoot threes, and they're going to, you know, the Splash Bros are going to beat you. Well, they are beating you, but also they're not doing it the way that we're used to, and it's a huge shout-out to Steve Kerr. It's a huge shout-out to their management. It's a huge shout-out to Dre, Steph, and Clay for being able to adapt to what their team needs, and it's Dre scoring the ball. It's Steph driving to the rim constantly. He's giving constant pressure on this Mavericks defense. Jordan Poole giving constant pressure, and then Clay knocking down the big shot when he needs to and looking a little bit better defensively. He's definitely not where he used to be, but Clay's getting there. Um and Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga, two rookies that are kind of playing big minutes. <laughs> uh, I know they're. Uh, I know they were up three zero. Now they're up three um, one. And again, this will change by the time you guys hear it. But it's all. 
it's all really interesting. Um, and I, I'm really – I know that the playoffs have been subpar up to this point, but I would be really excited for a Boston-Golden State finals. Um, and it's kind of looking like that's the way things are going to play out. But, again, who knows? Miami could win game six by 50 points, and I'd be like, I mean, yeah, that figures, you know. <laughs> uh, flip-flop to the NHL real quick. Um, Tampa Bay sweeps the Florida Panthers – I don't – Andre Vasilevsky is just playing out of his mind for the Tampa Bay Lightning. We talked about it when my brother was on, Bryson. Um, we talked about how hard it is. We talked about the Just Dance, I guess. I brought it up. How hard it is to three-peat in anything, but especially in sports and especially in a playoffs where it's a seven-game series. You have to be so locked in to three-peat as a team. It's so hard to win. And they're on the verge of doing it three times. And it is absolutely unbelievable. Um, it's, it, it's incredible. And, again, Andre Vasilevsky is just playing unbelievable. He's standing on his head. He pitched a shutout in the final win. He just – that goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning is, is unbelievable. Colorado leads the series 3-2 on top of the St. Louis Blues. A lot of people believe that whoever wins this series should win the Cup. Seems like these are two of the top teams left in the playoffs. And it's unbelievable. The game last night, I lost my mind. I absolutely lost my mind. Colorado was up 3-0. St. Louis scored three straight, tied it up with three minutes left in the third period. Um, and then with under a minute left, Nathan McKinnon just goes absolute beast mode for the avalanche. Takes it the length of the ice by himself. Multiple deeks inside, outside. Goes outside, gets the puck back inside, and goes top shelf over the over the right shoulder of Huso. And it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable by Nathan McKinnon with just under a minute left. And St. Louis just will not go away. They pull the goalie, get an empty net goal with about 20 seconds left, tie it at 4-4, and then St. Louis nets the game winner in overtime uh, to make it 3-2, and the series will head back to St. Louis, I believe, for um, game six. So a big win for the Blues, but felt like the Avalanche were kind of in control the whole time, and then St. Louis stole one. So we'll see if the Avalanche, you know, feel good about it and think like, hey, we were up that whole time, we're better. Or if they're discouraged and like, you know, we did everything we could and still lost, you know, kind of fun to, we'll see what their mental's like going into game six. Edmonton leads 3-1 on top of the Flames. I, I will be the first one to tell you, I'm not a hockey connoisseur. I definitely think I know more about the NBA and the NFL more than I do. I know more about those two sports than I do the NHL. But I'd still watch a lot of hockey. Connor McDavid, I guess for anybody listening that's roughly my age, 22 years old, this sort of younger generation, podcasting generation, pretty much anybody who didn't see Wayne Gretzky play, Connor McDavid is the single greatest player we've ever seen skate on the ice. He is unbelievable. I'm telling you, just tune in to one Edmonton Oilers game and then tune into any other game, you will be able to tell that Edmonton is so 
or excuse me, that Connor McDavid is so superior to everybody else on the ice. Everything he does, he looks so much more calm. He looks so much more in control of the puck. He looks so much faster. He looks so much bigger. Looks so much stronger. Looks so much more. Just everything. He looks so much better. It's like he's playing a different sport. It literally looks like it's somebody playing. It looks like somebody in the NHL versus a hockey versus a high school hockey team. It is crazy how good he is and how much he can influence the game in in a in a sport that is so team oriented. Like you're not supposed to be able to score just one on five. And McDavid does it all the time. Not only does he do that, but he he assists all of his teammates all the time. He is so good and so smart and such a skilled player. It's it's unbelievable. Just tune in, watch Connor McDavid. Connor McJesus, he is he is unbelievable. They play tonight, so that series might be over by the time this gets released. But I'm telling you, just tune in and watch an Edmonton Oilers game. You'll know exactly when you see him. He looks faster, bigger, stronger, smarter, better than everybody else on the ice. New York Rangers and the Carolina Hurricanes are tied to a piece. Um, this one's been a really fun series, kind of going back and forth. Look like Carolina might run away with it. New York kind of came came storming back. The only issue I see with this series is that Tampa Bay is waiting for whoever wins. And that's that's pretty much all I have to say <laughs> in regards to that. Uh Tampa just looks really, really good right now. And it's kind of unfortunate for the Hurricanes and the Rangers. That'll do it for the NHL. Um and that might actually do it for the pod. I don't necessarily have anything else planned. Just a short 20-minute podcast. I, I'm really enjoying this. I'm loving being able to talk talk sports. And I appreciate everybody that listens. Um, I want you guys to follow me on social media. All of my, um, all of my handles are at phaney32. Um, P-H-A-Y-N-I-E-3-2. Uh, Twitter is probably what I'm most active on. As far as just, you know, tweeting about sports and saying stuff. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Once again, my name is Parker Haney. You have just listened to Parker here.